Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs, the podcast where I speak to artists about starting at a place where they're making no money for what they're doing to going somewhere where doing their art is somewhat sustainable. 
For the first time on the podcast, we've got an actual visual artist, Dave Leuterd from Germany. I met him when my band was on tour there about five years ago. Him and his mates were part of a collective who basically rented out this space from the government. And it was kind of like a warehousey kind of office space, kind of abandoned. Um, but they decided to put on shows there and each show had its own theme. The theme that was there when we were there was a pizza party and there was free pizza and and they had all these wild German schnapps. Needless to say, we became friends pretty quickly and kept in touch over the years. Since then, he's gone from designing band merch to living in New York, Brooklyn, New York, as a freelancer and now does some jobs for some huge companies and small companies alike. He's gone from doodling in his spare time or for his friends, bands, projects to becoming someone who's making a living out of it and has sort of seen his own career path make itself apparent in front of him. So it's awesome to have him on. Like I said, it's the first, it's the first time we've got a visual artist on. Hopefully we'll have some more in the future. So it's a slightly longer episode than usual because it's a first timer. For the first time, you got to dig deep, and we're digging deep. This is David Loitered on 101 Part-Time Jobs. Cheers. Right now, you are living in New York, having grown up in Germany. So you're working on some huge projects now. You're making a living being an artist. Yeah, uh, I I basically get to get to draw for a living. Um, that's uh, I've 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 been. It's it it took me a while to. To, to get there but I mean I, I, I get to, to work full-time as a freelancer as, a, as, a, as an illustrator now which is just kind of weird so if you look uh, at what if you look at what you're doing right now um, how, how, how much does it differ from uh, how, how you how you visioned your your career path going I did a so I, I went to a um, design and art focused college prep school for for like two years um, and got a degree that would would allow me to to go to college or or a university um, and then did a two-year um, apprenticeship like a professional training at an uh, ad agency um, which those are in, in Germany at least traditionally uh, those kinds of trainings are um, you know, Based on a dual system, meaning you you spend most of your time at the company um, you're being trained at, and and then one or two days per week in trade school. Um, so where where were you? Where did you get stationed at? Some just some lo- local ad agency, um, mostly working for you know local local clients, um, big and small. Um, Nothing crazy. Not my favorite job ever. Um, Give me an example of of a, a daily a daily task there. I mean, I'd be I'd really be sitting in front of my computer all day and just like, just like. So there was I I did learn a lot. Uh, mostly, you know, just the uh, the technical aspect of of the job, and then and then I mean I mean you you. You do a couple of tests, uh, one one halfway through, and then one final test. And in in order to pass that, you basically have to um, memorize a uh, twelve hundred page um, compendium of media design by heart. Um, wow! And and so so you what 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 had formerly been 
10 different, uh, different jobs in themselves, um, through, you know, digitize, digitization, um, turn into essentially one job, um, graphic design or as, as they used to call it in Germany or maybe still do media design. Um, and then on the job, you just, you would just be kind of like layouting and, uh, fiddling your way through Photoshop, InDesign, Illustrators, all of these. Kind of what, like, kind of what a sub editor does at a, a newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so my apprenticeship was, was largely focused on print products. Um, you could have done the same, um, type of apprenticeship, say at a radio network or at a, at a, any, any type of company or, or, you know, more, more web, web-based. Um, yeah. but in our case, I was mostly layouting the boring ass brochures according to, to, a Bible size style guides or there was effectively no room for, um, for, uh, creativity whatsoever. Um, and, and so, not so to talk too much fit because I, because I did really, really learn a lot at, at the time, but it's just, uh, I just realized I wasn't really born to work in advertising. I think for a lot of people, you get into a job and you think, I don't actually love this. And actually, you know, it kind of sucks, but, Mm-hmm. that's what a job is for for 99 percent of people it's it, it's something yeah. you don't like it's something you don't enjoy and you 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 bear your teeth on the bad days and then on a good day you're not so pissed off and and that's it you go home and do your thing and then you know that's when you draw a t-shirt for your friend's band but you know when you come home after it how, mm-hmm. how what was the start of the progression for you from that it's, it kind of I sounds mean, like I, I... sounds like when you were there you were you you realized that you didn't want to yeah, settle. Yeah, I I feel like I I always knew I I wanted to be able to uh, to draw for a living. I just wasn't sure how. Um, and I and I I just I I feel like I was I was always um, just terrified of the idea of of um, working in the same job for for the next forty years, or at least a, a job I hate for the you know. So I um, I've been fortunate enough and I and I know as you said that that's that comes with a huge privilege is, is to know early on what to realize what you're good at or rather what what you're you suck at yeah yeah and I would just I just realized how I was even in you know during my um, job at, at the agency how I was just mostly drawing all day and and um, I just couldn't really, I, I, I couldn't really see how anyone would possibly ever pay me, um, to draw. I just couldn't see a market. I, I, I knew, I knew of a lot of, uh, illustrators and, you know, hundreds and thousands of, of illustrators seem to be able to make a living, um, doing just that, but I couldn't figure out how to, how, how do you, where do you start? How do you establish yourself and where do you fit in stylistically, conceptually? And I, I don't know. I just, couldn't, I couldn't really see the illustrators that you did know who were making a living for it. You know, the ones you say, you know, I, I, I don't know how they, how they were doing it. How um, how afraid were you know were you afraid or were you not afraid to ask them like, hey, uh, could I have some advice? <laughs> you know, how how can how do you think I can do what you're doing? Not really, not, not at all. And I and I feel like the the key to to so many things is is 
I guess you just need to uh, kind of reach out, find like like-minded people, uh, just people with the same kind of brain chemistry. And if if there's just one or two things uh, that uh, you you have in common, and and in this case, is there there's 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 been there's a healthy um, you know thriving community of great illustrators in Nuremberg and and around Germany. Um, most of them. Um, working in, in editorial um, and children's books, both markets at the time that I just didn't really see myself working in. Um, yeah. And you can't really make a living off of, uh, you know, punk shirts. Um, so, yeah, it, it did help a lot just um, reaching out to, to other or to, to established illustrators and, and going to local illustrator meetings in Nuremberg. And, um, so that's the yeah, thing. And that, just, just, just realizing that we're all struggling with the same things. Um, so, so those, those exist, those uh, meetings. Are they like kind of what yeah. open, open invite? Yeah, illustrate. Sure. And, and where, um, where, everyone, where everyone, can you find that? Where can you find online, details? I've, I've, you just Google. I mean, this is this is very specific. I don't know how many uh, illustrators from the um, from. Northern Bavaria are currently listening, but I'm sure you can if you if you look up uh, Illustratoren Stammtisch. No, there's they exist all around the country, or you'll yeah. you'll find you'll find you'll find Facebook uh, groups illustrators in your region. I'm sure. Do you think people get precious about it? Checking if checking uh, have have you met many people who have been like you know fuck you I don't want to talk about my art with you. Absolutely not. Not from my experience. No, everyone's. I feel like I mean this is this is much like the the uh, DIY punk community that essentially let you and I together is is in the end it's really a, it's a very tight knit community and and everyone's very approachable. I mean that's that's really what attracted me to to the punk scene at first is you don't have to really be good at anything as as long as you're you know you're your heart's in it and, and you're in it for the right reasons and you just want to create rather than uh, critique and just want to do cool shit. Um, everyone's welcome. Uh, and I don't see too many competitive barriers uh, among illustrators. And there's a large um, uh, illustration scene he here in New York, obviously, but there, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I feel like I've, I've yet to meet any assholes. Y your style over, over the years... I can imagine if you look at something you did in 2015, how, I mean, have you done that recently? How, how, how does it feel to look at something that's, you know, eight years old? Oh, it's hard enough looking at, at work that's a week old. I'm, I've always been extremely critical of my work and I did, it took me a good 10 years to realize that that's just part of the process and to just be okay with it. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not really expecting that to, to go away anytime soon. That's okay. Cause I, it's, 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 a, it's motivating really. If you're, I'm just, just never fully happy with yeah. anything. Um, yeah. I'm happy finishing a project, but I just see all the flaws immediately. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that can't be healthy. Um, and I'm not speaking for every illustrator. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who just love everything they do. And I'm genuinely happy for them. Um, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I, I totally, I, I think you know, patting yourself on the back is, is nice sometimes, but I, it doesn't get you anywhere. We've, I've realised we've totally neglected the, uh, or I've totally neglected the direction of this 
podcast, which just talks about part-time jobs. There's a direction? Yeah, oh, part-time jobs, right. man. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, um, I mean, are you, you, you talked about the, the local... The local um, take me back to the beginning. Were you, were you, uh, were you working as a, the milk boy at 10 years old? What was the first thing you did? My first job, I think, at like 14, 15, was uh, at a, working at a beverage wholesaler. Um, basically, you know, in, in the, uh, just, just, you know, moving boxes and crates and just pallet towers of beer. Um, they, they sold a variety of over 500 kinds, kinds of uh, beer, mostly local. Um, and uh, I'd, I, I feel like I should preface this um, for anyone who hasn't been to to uh, southern Germany. Um, I would say what what uh, northern California is to wine, um, northern Bavaria is is to beer, and um, this is just any tinier village just uh, has like a couple houses, a church, and at least one or two family-owned uh, craft breweries that that. Uh, have been around for over hundreds of years, um, and um, that word "craft" has turned beer, into such a dirty word. And I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, craft, and not in the sense uh, of like a twelve-dollar, uh, you know, grapefruit IPA here in Williamsburg. Um, I mean, just like family-owned businesses, yeah. um, and and that's that's. Beer is is being treated like it, it's a bit of a religion here, and it uh, or or there I should say, um, and it, it it kind of scares me sometimes because we're we're still talking about a drug after all that um, essentially kills seventy thousand uh, Germans um, via liver cirrhosis or or whatever per year. Um, not fun but it's a uh, but at the same time uh you know and and not to generalize but uh where i'm from i, I feel like uh you know most people are are like functioning alcoholics and there's uh there's there are rarely any occasions um that i could think of that do not include um you know drinking beer in in one way or another um so yeah so Franconia is you know the place with the highest density in Family-owned breweries per capita, and that just—that's there's just, that's all it is. And uh, and I would—I mean, I would—I would work at this uh, wholesaler and just—I I would just you know pour beer for hours. I was, you know, I wasn't allowed to actually um, you know talk to any of the guests because I was too socially awkward. Um, really? I can't. I can't imagine. Was fun. I was <laughs> different time. But um, I, not to brag, but I was I was pretty good at pouring beer. Not so good at uh, carrying the the fifty liter or like thirty uh, gallon kegs um, up from the basement. So they, uh, yeah, you know, eventually politely encouraged uh, me to look for other opportunities. <laughs> and then there's a uh, the Playmobil Fun Park, a big amusement park with you know a life size pirate ship, medieval castle, jungle rune, gold mine, all kinds of that sounds all kinds of stuff. sick. Uh, fun for the whole family. Um, I was an, you know, aimless, angsty adolescent who wasn't particularly happy with his life at the time, and uh, spent a summer 
in the in the you know burn burning sun um dealing with kids parents and i they made me so so they the thing is this the, this place is great for kids parents hate it so they made you they made you wear this bright these bright blue t-shirts with a large back print that's just one of these little playmobil figurines waving at at the guests and and just like some some sort of slogan some something along the lines of you know talk to me for a good time or something like that <laughs> and i'd hated every single minute of it um and uh but uh how yeah, good, i mean how good at acting this, were uh, you yeah how good at you were how good were you at putting on a smile pretty good pretty good i i i usually don't uh, lose my temper that easily, but I was dying on the inside for sure. What were you down the day? Summer to be over. Were you a were you a sort of a, a warden, a guard, just go, walking around? Were you on one particular ride? I was just depending on the on the days. They would just in the morning they would tell me which which ride I had to spend all day at and and try to be nice to people. Um, you know, are you a doodler? Are you a constant doodler? Never, never been. That's such a good question, by the way. I've, I've, I've always been so. Thank you. Just, just in, insecure about not, not being a doodler. Uh, especially in, you know, in, in art school, I would, I would see all the other, uh, aspiring fine artists and illustrators just drawing nonstop, day and night, and never, never ever put their sketchbooks down. And I just didn't feel the urge to to do so. Yeah. Whenever I whenever I op- I do open my sketchbook and and I I just like to work on projects, even if it's something personal. I I have to have some sort of project in mind before I start doodling. When you were at, when you were here at our house a few weeks ago now, yeah. <clears throat> you you were sat in the living room and be like, I've got an idea. You know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go downstairs and I'm gonna draw the little archway that's in our back garden or our front garden. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and and that so that seemed like a that was a that was a pre that was a preempted I'm gonna do that and it was fucking phenomenal, Dave. That little drawing that you did in your little sketchbook of our garden is so beautiful, and I, st- I hope you still have it. Sure, because yeah. you, you can scan it. Did in I not it. leave it with you? Oh, you might have done. Eva Eva's probably got it somewhere. Yeah, we'll. Uh, I if wanna... not, I'll, I'll I'll find it for you. Hell yeah, we'll. we'll um, I'd love to scan it in and blow that up. Speaking of which, I feel like, but but honestly, to but to answer your question, I I feel like that's 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 completely different on on vacation. I don't mind just spending all day uh, just drawing my environment if I know I'm I'm off, if I'm not expecting any calls, or if I'm yeah. It's just I don't know. It's just uh, it, it drawing can still be a recreational activity for me, but 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 you know, on a day to day basis, I just I I. I work all. I draw all day. I just when I come home, I don't. The last thing I want to do is draw for fun. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. One thing I thought that was really interesting but, that you uh, that you said um, uh, uh, in that time was uh, that you use an iPad. You use an iPad for almost everything you do. Is that right? Yeah. Which is which is crazy because an iPad's been uh, around for you know kind of a hot minute. You know, ten years or so. And so now, like a, a full career, which is something that is that is your that is your bread and butter of doing that job every day. It's kind of mad. Is that industry standard? Um, it 
it seems to be now, at, at least among illustrators who to choose digital illustration as as their uh, you know their main their main tool, their tool of choice. But I, I, I've over, I mean, you've been able to draw on iPads for for years now um, with different you know different stylus styluses of different of varying qualities. But uh, with the the iPad Pro coming out to two or three years ago, that seemed to have changed a lot. Um, and I've, I've seen in, entire illustrators' careers just blow off through that. And I've, I feel like what's, what's interesting is just with this switch to mobile that's, that's currently happening, is we're just no, we're no longer tied to our desks. Um, the, the type of work I, I do now, um, and, you know the the convenience that comes with it would have would have been unthinkable only five years ago, um, and there's there's a lot happening. But you've got a hot desk, don't you? You've got a hot, you've got a um, office space. I I do now. Um, I've been in a shared studio space for a little over a year now, but we're moving out towards the end of June, um, so it looks like I'll be going back to working from home for a while, unless something else comes up. Nice. So if any if anyone in New York is listening, uh, if you hear of anything, help me out. Uh, don't don't make me work from home. It's not it's not good. It's not good for anyone. If you it's could if you could get a side hustle now, what would it what would it be? If if uh, you, if you were like you know if 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 you, if you had to if if work came dry and I'm sure it won't because anyone who's listening, David is the most talented, one of the most talented. Uh, definitely the most talented illustrator that I know personally. But uh, that uh, that piece, that Where's Wally piece that you did recently, just blows my mind every time I see it. So I doubt you're going to be needing it soon. But if you were to find a side hustle right now, where where do you think you where do you place yourself? Where do you envision yourself? That's hard. Uh, flowers and sandwiches come to mind. I guess I would, I would maybe, I would, maybe I would, uh, go back to doing another apprenticeship as a florist and just, and just, I don't know, and just, just working on bouquets all, all day, just in peace or, or opening a sandwich shop for that matter. I get um, not a delivery service. That's too impersonal. Just like a little, just a little, just a little sandwich shop. Two parts that definitely lend themselves to a fucking awesome logo. It, I mean, it would. I'd say it would have to have a name first, right? Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't think there's one. I don't know. I can't help you. I try. I don't hey, know. Hey, hey! You can't I help really me. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You, you found drawing and and you've carved away, and you're not going back. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 working for now, and if it doesn't, I'll try to find something else. But for now, drawing is drawing is still fun. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.